1: Hello everyone, today I am speaking with Shamika Sandeep. Shamika is a software engineer with six years of experience in developing embedded software systems. She currently works with Thales as a senior software engineer developing civil and military air traffic management system for all civil and military planes flying in and out of Australia. A passion-driven technology enthusiast who is always fond of learning new technologies, developing engineering softwares. She is always up and running to give her best every single day. Shamika's career is developing softwares, but she keeps her life filled with adventures. A travel enthusiast of fitness and wellness. Preacher and an inspiring singer. She welcomes the, she welcomes life the way it comes and leaves it large. So let's talk to Shamika Sandeep. Welcome, Shamika, Sandeep. Welcome to Your Career Down Under Show.
0: Thank you, Naisha. Thanks a lot. It's it's a pleasure
1: talking to you. So, Shamika, before we uh, start to talk about the topic of today's podcast, I think I always like to know uh, the career story of the Mm guest. So, can you share all your career story with us? How did you start your career and what do you do now?
0: Um, Yes. So um, I'm basically a software uh, developer by profession. Uh, I have around six years of experience in the same. Uh Um, So I began my career with a company called Aeronautical Development Agency. Uh, it's mm-hmm. basically a wing of uh, defense and research development organization back there in Bangalore, India. Mm-hmm. So th- these guys specifically work in development of uh, India's indigenous fighter aircraft called LCA Tejas. So I was into this complete missile and weapon management system software back there in Ireland. And from there, I moved from aerospace, I moved to automotive. I was with Robert Bosch for about three years, and there I was uh, you know, developing these infotainment systems for cars like uh, General Motors, Volkswagen, okay. and Ford. And from there, I went again to a company called Electrobit, pretty much doing the same development of infotainment systems. Okay. And it's been one month, um, uh, I'm here working uh, in a company called Thales, here in Australia. Uh, we uh, basically uh, develop uh, uh, civil and military air traffic management systems uh, wherein uh, it controls the air traffic movement, optimizes the airflow for mm-hmm. all the civil and military air tra- airlines flying in and out of Australia. So I'm into a project called OneSky, which is the, one of the you know, uh, largest projects the Australian government has undertaken and Thales deploys the software for the same. So I'm in that team currently.
1: Wow, it looks like pretty exciting stuff that you do. Yeah, it's pretty than,
0: cool. <laughs> you
1: know, it's pretty cool, right? Yes,
0: um, it's cool stuff.
1: So let's dig into the topic for today's podcast is finding a job as a new migrant. Mm-hmm. You know, every migrant that I've spoken with and I have had the opportunity to interact with, find mm-hmm. a job differently and they've, they personally have different challenges just yeah. because of the professional background, their family circumstances, the years of experience that they had and many more reasons. So what are some of the challenges that you experienced when you came down to Australia as a migrant?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, Naisha, uh, the biggest challenge for me, uh, you know, more than uh, how do I understand the Australian market or how do I network with the recruiter? How is my resume or LinkedIn profile is looking? You know, all these are challenges existing, but the major challenge I faced was how do I keep my mind positive and confident through this entire process of job hunt because you know uh, back there in our country we are in a certain established position with an organization you're doing really good so when you change countries like this what happens is that you know you have to literally restart your career from zero you're exactly at the zero point so the most important and the most challenging thing for you is how to keep your mind stable and positive
1: oh. so
0: that, you know, you know that you're going to get there very soon, but how is that you? don't allow your mind to succumb to pressure. That mm-hmm. was the most biggest yeah. challenge I faced, you know, uh, because over a period of time when I, when I came here and then I started looking jobs, I'm I'm usually a very positive person by sure. uh, by nature, but you know, as a human tendency, you, I slowly started getting pressurized. So mm-hmm. what happened is that it started, I started underperforming in my interviews because of that. Anxiety attack I had. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Whether I'm going to make it or no. So right. it's really important for you to stay calm and master mm-hmm. your mind in such a way that it listens to you, because I believe you know a positive mind works fifty yeah. percent faster than a negative mind. True. So that that was the most challenging part, yeah. which I you know yeah. uh, once I inculcated that mindset, and trust yeah. me, within one month I had this job in place. Excellent. So yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, and you know what, Shamika, it's very easy for you to say it now, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that when you were going through those moments of doubt or moments of, you know, anxious future, it wasn't easy as it yeah, absolutely. sounds right now. So what specifically did you do or was there a turning moment or an interaction or, or mm-hmm. anything that you can sort of, you know, give point, you know, pinpoint at, so that The listeners can also sort of try that out if they are experiencing similar challenges.
0: Yeah. So the one thing I tried is about, you know, you know, try and attending various meetups because you get to meet a lot of people who are actually facing the same situation as you. You will understand and learn what How are they tackling with those situations and how are you in that place? So you get to meet a lot of people that kind of keeps you stable and calm that, okay, even there are people like me, maybe people better than me, maybe people worse than me. You know, everybody has their own challenges and it's very, uh, uh, you know, nice to discuss problems sitting together in one place, which gives you kind of confidence and motivation to go get along. So what one thing I did here after coming to Australia is I did networking a lot by attending meetups that really help me keep calm and you know kind of give me positive confidence to stay okay and calm during the entire job process that is one definite recommendation i give from my side to all the new migrants here please to network attend the meetups it's really really important
1: right Uh, and not only attend the meetup to land a job but it's also to feel being part of a community feel that correct you know, you kind of belong somewhere, uh, you know, because I'm pretty sure that as a new migrant, uh, you know, you also felt a bit, um, Yes. You, know, you always, we always launch for belongingness in the, Correct. you know, in the new country. And, you know, meetups is a great place where you can actually make good friends and, you know, expand your network and sort of learn from each other.
0: Yes, you absolutely have a point. I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's say that, you know, how many jobs did you really apply from the time you arrived in Australia in until you found work?
0: Oh, I applied for, uh, say, more than hundred, hundreds, and hundreds of applications, yeah. but out of which I attended only three interviews. Okay. And the first two were, uh, you know, I, I got rejected in the first two and the third is the one where I'm actually currently working. So if in Excellent. terms of applications, I applied for in numerous job applications which yeah. i feel that i shouldn't have done because it was a relevant <coughs> role or it was an irrelevant role i just kept applying and the yeah. only thing i got was only rejections and rejections because you're applying to the roles which your skill set don't suit or don't match yeah. or they're irrelevant to you
1: true no second one of my my theory uh, you know is that you know, that migrants come with huge amount of experiences, uh, you know, and also the experiences sometimes which are, you know, which in, you know, in our own country, in subcontinent or anywhere else, which is holistic. So you would have worked as a project manager to a developer, to, uh, you know, somebody who might have sold solutions. So, you know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of a very mixed uh, sort of bucket of experiences. Yeah. What did you do to really kind of zoom in and zero in say, look, this is the position or this is the role that I'm really going to focus on. Did you do any sort of, you know, any research, any activities to really find out what would you be focusing on or, or did you just, you know, went with the flow?
0: um i actually did a lot of research um uh, uh you know what i mean the research is the market study like whatever skill sets i do have yeah. and what is the australian market with respect to my skill set will i be a you know a, a a person in demand after i go there so there's that that is kind of a research i did when uh you know prior moving to australia okay. and un- unfortunately um uh the the you know the the job openings with respect to my skill set here is pretty much less so I need to focus more on uh, you know um, instead of focusing on my skill set what I tried doing is learning things which I never had a work experience but just because the market demands I started learning or grooming up on those skill sets which I never worked upon you may call that as a mistake or or you know you 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 really cannot clear an interview until and unless you don't have a working experience on it so it was kind of a learning for me and what I did was I actually started staying more strong on my skill set. Hey, this is my skill set. Okay, if this matches, let's have an interview. So I, I tried focusing on things which I'm strong enough and confident enough and, you know, which helps me or which gives me that confidence that I can basically clear the interview. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the only strategy I followed. Excellent. And yeah, so focus on your skills, focus on yeah. your strong skills.
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah. the key. Excellent. And obviously, you said that you did network a lot. Yeah, we've gone, know, gone out and sort of spoken to many people. Did you land any job leads through it? Did you land any interview opportunity through it? And what are some of your takeaways from that um, exercise?
0: Okay, so basically, um, uh, to be very frank, I yeah. never got an interview call from okay. uh, people with, with whom I networked. Sure. It was basically, uh, I just received a lot of good tips and tricks,
1: okay. how to,
0: uh, you know, uh, find a job here, how, how do I approach a recruiter, how do I basically Move with this interview process, but I really never landed in any interview chance, or okay. I didn't get any referrals and stuff like that. And that was not my expectations as well. So if I meet a person, I was expect I expect the person to guide me to this process rather than you know mm-hmm. uh, provide me a reference. If he's if, if if he or she is okay, it's it's still fine. But uh, my main intention was about building a good relationship with them, uh, mm-hmm. you know acquiring certain good tips and tricks so that I can use them. And anyhow I know I I'm gonna be using them and gonna get a call. So yeah. That's that that was networking for me, basically. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you know, another thing is the local experience, the dreaded local experience. Yeah. You know, which there's no right answer to it. You know, were you asked those questions in the interview process?
0: um uh, uh, nope i was never and uh, you know asked about uh, the local experience but i would uh, like to share one of the most uh, you know memorable experience with Please. respect to uh, this question because i never really understood the concept of what local experience means it it would, yeah actually amaze me because a software engineer or a business analyst or maybe a software tester back there in India or any other country is the yeah. same as 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 here in Australia you don't do any uh, different work all the workflows are almost the same so what exactly do you mean by you don't have a local experience so that was okay. always a question of a magic question for me so when I joined this current organization I had a Chat with one of my friend, and I he really beautifully explained me when when yeah. he said he, he's the local Australian. So he explained me saying that there's by the term local experience, they mean more of cultural fit rather than the technical, uh, you know, conference what they have. Yeah. If, if, if someone rejects you for the fact that you don't have a local experience, it shows their culture, not your culture, because they mm. have to allow you to come inside their culture. That is their culture. That, that's okay. how you give a local experience to the person. So if, a, if if somebody is not considering you because you don't have a local experience, that means they they, they really doubt you on your cultural spectrum. Yeah. So you need to project them that you are, Okay to imbibe their culture, oh. be you know, welcome their culture. So that's how you kind of create an impression on them. Yeah. So there's so he explained me that there is no concept like local experience and yeah. stuff like that. It's basically yeah. about giving a cultural satisfaction to each yeah. other.
1: Yeah. So I, I
0: really found that point really nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beautifully put there. Now yeah. let's talk about interviews because interviews back in India is far different to how Australian employers would interview. What, mm-hmm. what are some of your, uh, sort of, you know, preparation, uh, advice, or what are some of the differences that you found in the interview style and how did you really win that job? What, what you think that you did right?
0: Um, Actually, I have a very, you know, a very contradicting experiences with, uh, with respect to interviews. So the couple of interviews, which I attended earlier, wherein I couldn't, you know, clear, they were more like, because I'm a software developer by profession, they usually ask you to pass an online coding challenge. And they, they write down a lot of questions with with them and they come and ask you to explain them technically. And there are a lot of behavioral questions asked and whatever is mentioned in the position description, Mm -hmm. they may. Majorly, fire questions to you based on on the same yeah. uh, so on the contradict on the contradiction uh, cool. here uh, when i attended my interview at thales it was a totally different experience because i never felt i was giving an interview it was basically like a chat over okay. f- uh, o- over a coffee with my friends because yeah. they were really friendly there was a panel of six people interviewing me and they they just told me like you know hey just just imagine that you are a teacher and you are explaining it to us like we are asking you certain questions and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was basically very comforting and the best part about the interview was they only asked me questions on what I knew and what, and not on the questions what they were expecting. or mm. what on, So whatever I knew, they kind of try deriving my knowledge and testing how beautifully I can fit into their requirements. That was, that is something which is very rare, (laughs) which I I feel that, you know, it it doesn't happen with everyone, but I experienced that. Okay. Even the interviews can happen this way. So it's very important for you to stay strong on the skills, what you know, because, My interview was a conjunction of my skill set and very important, the behavioral questions they asked me. It it really matters a lot because you kind of give an impression on the interviewer yeah. that along with the technical skills, you are also matching their cultural expectations, what they have from you. Sure. So, The behavioral part of interview, uh, I believe, this is my, uh, you know, this is my perception. This is something which cannot be prepared by Googling those questions and stuff. It has to come within you. Otherwise, you look like you're giving a rehearsed answers. So it has to come within your natural self. Until you've lived that values, you can really never tackle the behavioral questions. It's very evident that you're giving a rehearsed answer. So it's very, very important, along with the technical, how do you compliment them on a behavioural question. So yeah. for me it was a perfect balance of both for which I feel that I'm lucky to be a part of the place where I'm working right now.
1: True, true. No, no that that's really you I think I think a lot of the employers, you know, in my view also, that they really make the interviewee feel comfortable. Yeah. Because putting them under enormous pressure, number one is the interview itself is a pressure. And yes then, exactly and putting them under more pressure is not going to bring the best out of the interviewee so Correct. I, think, I think that's that's really I'm glad that you had such a positive experience with interviews now yes. uh, before we wrap up what are some of your advice now since you have not only found a job but you have you know since then have also met few people mm-hmm. and you chatted your experiences with them. What are your, some of the advice to migrants who are experiencing challenges right now?
0: Uh, okay, so that's, that's actually a very good question to answer for. So what I believe is that, you know, life is difficult everywhere, be it in, uh, you know, you take any country, take it, be it any place, you're, you're coming here for the first time with your family. What you need to realize is that I, I always, uh, you know, made sure that you master this art of controlling your mind. So mm. you have to tell your mind that to listen to you to mm. listen to you to stay positive to stay confident. And if things are not working out in your favor, that means some amazing things are going to work in your favor. Mm. The only thing we you need to do is just to stay positive, stay confident, and learn this art of controlling your mind, not mm. To succumb it to certain pressure and yeah. then you see that there's a magic happening with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's my only point. Rest everything will fall into place. Even if fetches you luck, is what I I I've seen. Yeah. Because uh, I believe a positive mind works fifty percent faster than what a negative mindset works.
1: Excellent. So, it's such a such a beautiful note. And on that that we will wrap up this podcast episode. shamika I really like to thank you for the time. And you know, the honesty with which you have answered some of some of the question. I'm pretty sure that the, the listeners will find, uh, you know, your responses and your story quite inspiring. So thank you again.
0: Thank you, Naisha. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Sl-
1: thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.